No Catch Up Chicago. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quicks in here. What's going on? We lit, man. Yeah. We had some technical difficulties last week. So um, I'm excited to get back in here and talk some talk. Yeah, we apologize for anybody that was on the live stream last week. We had a little bit of audio issues, um, but she'll be all good right now. So, yeah, man. Ready, ready to get it going. Good week of good week of sports. Absolutely, Lots man. Coming up. First things first. Rest in peace, Nipsey Hustle. Yeah. Huge loss. Um, I don't even. It's a huge loss to the black community, but I think it's just a huge loss to to mankind and just a good guy trying to do the right thing. Um, obviously, he meant more to the black community and what he was doing there. Right. But. It's yeah, just it's a just, it's just a shame overall. Just senseless, man. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, he was he was back in his in his neighborhood trying to do good things. Gunned down over some some petty petty beef. Nothing even major. You know, kind of like we both talked about before the show. We knew that that's eventually what it was going to come out and be something petty, not crazy conspiracy or anything like that. But you know, rest in peace to him, man. Uh, you know, hopefully everybody else that was involved in the shooting pulls through, and you know, hopefully. Uh, you know, things like this, man, they become less frequent. But, you know, unfortunately, it doesn't seem to be the direction that we're headed in, man. So it's just a really, uh, really unfortunate event for a guy who, you know, had kids and was trying to do the right thing in the community and reinvest in this community to end up getting killed, you know, right there on the corner where he was trying to make good. It's just crazy. So, you know, rest in peace, Nipsey Hustle for sure, man. Stop, stop shooting. Yeah, Straight I mean, up, it's the man. same story, just, right? Yeah, it's just, it's just always it's just petty bullshit. Yep. Show some love, man. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Ain't no need to 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 do to do all that type of stuff. Or someone, someone on Twitter, or not? I'm sorry, someone on uh, on Instagram was like, "Yo, what what just happened to fighting?" You know what I mean? Like, if it's that serious, just get it over with. Like you say, you can walk away, show some love. If you really got to get out that aggression, go back to fighting. But this this picking up a gun, you know, instantly and just taking it to that level. It's just crazy, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. Man, rest in peace, Nipsey Hustle. Yeah, man. rest in peace. Uh, yeah, rest rest in peace, <coughs> Nipsey Hustle. I've been I've been kind of fixated on that the last couple of days. Yeah, I've just been refreshing Twitter, going through all that stuff, checking in. Yep. Seeing if they found the dude. Seeing if which they any, did arrest that dude. Yeah, yeah. Any new leads, whatever it is. I don't know. I I, I listen. I understand that. A lot of these businesses don't have money to have surveillance equipment and cameras and stuff. But I saw the surveillance camera of the incident. It's just pointless. Like, why even have that shit up there? Well, no, that was across the street. That's so what I, I'm saying. But I can tell you without a doubt that T-Mobile store right there, it has surveillance. And if you if you look, there's cameras there. They just haven't released the cameras from in that parking lot. But I can tell you, no doubt about it, that T-Mobile store that was right, that is right next to his store... And really, right in front of where the shooting happened, absolutely has surveillance. Just from knowing, they just they from sure, knowing, they for sure have surveillance. So there's there's surveillance in that lot, and plus that's a major intersection um, in South Central LA, right? So it's not like this was tucked off in the street. Like it's Crenshaw and Slauson. You know, Crenshaw obviously a big drag down there. It's like in Chicago, it'd be like Madison. You know, it'd be like if something happened at right. Madison and Pulaski. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, right. It's in the hood, but it's a major intersection. Like. There's cameras or surveillance going on over there, so definitely. 
I've been listening to his his music, and the bars are just hitting a lot different now. Yeah. They're a lot more interesting, and it, it's a shame to say that, but it kind of just gave a, a different peek into he was really talking some positive. As much as he talked about getting money and standard rap hip-hop shit, yeah. a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff, a lot of big chunk of what he was talking about was political and just trying to to move the move the folks yeah, forward. Yeah, talking positive, like you said, man. It's just, yeah. Uh, yeah, and obviously, you know, he backed it up with some of the things that he was doing. If you see some of the different ventures that he's involved in and stuff like that. So it's just, either way, man, even if he wasn't involved in that and he was just a dude who was a rapper and came back to his neighborhood to show love, like, nobody deserves to get gunned down. Like, regardless, like, that shit is, you know, it's pointless, especially over, you know, what, some dude got embarrassed because, you know, Nipsey told him to leave the store. Yeah. It's just always some... Some shit, but like you said, man, it can't disrespect somebody in the or no it, because it's just yeah, it's how that's yeah. We're we're gonna get into the the sports talk here in a second, but we talked about so finally a guy that actually raps about not leaving the community, you know, stranded. Yeah, coming back to support the community, right? Actually being on the block where he's from without right. security. No one's around. He's taking pictures with people, chopping it. The, the the dude to actually really do that and be back in the hood while he's famous, a guy that made it, quote unquote, and he gets gunned down. Like that's a big setback, bro. Yeah, why? why it reinforces why would, everything. Yeah, it reinforces everything. Yeah, why would I? Why would I come back? Why would anybody go why, back to yeah, where they're from? You, why would you go back? Yeah. What's the, I don't. What's the purpose yeah. of that? It doesn't make any sense, yep, right? Yep. So. Well, Meek Mill had an interesting tweet the other day. He was like, yo, I know I'm going to get killed in my neighborhood. You know what I mean? But I keep going back. And it's like, I'm looking at that. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I guess, bro. I mean, it's, it's I like, mean, it's damned if you do, damned if you do. And the hate don't. is serious, though. You know what I mean? It's like the hate is serious. That's the problem. And it's always going to be some just random hate. You know, someone wants to prove themselves. Someone who has nothing to lose like this. It's not like this dude thought he was going to get away with it. Yeah. Again, he shot him in broad daylight on a Sunday afternoon on Crenshaw and Slauson. So it's not like he thought he was going to get away with this. So you got these people out there that got nothing to lose. Um, you know, they just want some clout or whatever it might be. And, yeah, this type of shit happens. So it's crazy. Crazy. All day. Yep. We're going to talk the athletic article. What is it? The uh, the nine year anniversary? Ten year. Ten year anniversary of the uh, the Bears trading for Jay Cutler. If you didn't check that article out, it was interesting. It kind of gives a little behind the scenes on how the trade went down. Yeah, got some uh, player reactions as it was happening. You hear from Angelo yeah. to Phillips. Of course, you don't hear from Jay. Or Lovey. <laughs> yeah, Lovey wasn't going either. Lovey wasn't answering calls. Nah, not at all. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the NCAA tournament. That was the most ridiculous set of Elite Eight games I've seen. Carson Edwards. Um, th yes. The God. Edwards. <laughs> what? Harper from, from uh, Auburn? Yeah. We'll talk about it. We're yep. going to get into that. We'll talk about the tournament because that Elite Eight made up for... The first, what the opening weekend first two rounds were first trash. two rounds were huff super trash yeah so uh, yeah. that'll make up for that we'll talk the NBA awards and then we'll open it up to some Q and A let's do it with the Q and A I, I would say people just go ahead start uh start sending some yeah, questions drop now some questions so we have through. them at the end of the show yeah no doubt yeah so if you got any questions or anything you want us to answer go ahead and drop them in the chat 
and uh, we'll answer them at the end of the show. First things first. I can't believe that Jay Cutler trade was 10 years ago. Yeah. When I was reading that article, I was like, man, that was a long time ago now. Mm-hmm. The article was awesome. Yeah. I love those oral histories. The they're, oral they're, they're, histories they're great. are great. Yeah, they're great. Talk to me about your first reaction reading the article, and then we could talk about how we felt when we got Cutler and, and – where we're at now with it yeah so it was funny man um they were like you know one of the opening lines was like you know a lot of people know where they were when the jay cutler trade happened and i remember you know i was, I was at home um and i remember seeing the next day in the paper with like we got him like you know a big picture of jay cutler on the front page and i think we were all just in disbelief i don't think we had group text yet but i think we all like texted each other called each other you know facebook whatever we were using at the time to talk about it and uh it kind of took me back to that point and just that how crazy it was that that happened. You know, the fact that he was available, which they talk about in the article, how rare it would be for a player like that, you know, um, a young quarterback on his rookie deal in his third or fourth year to be available for trade. And then to have him come to the Bears. You know what I mean? Um, It was crazy that we went after him, got a quarterback, and uh, the future was bright for us at that point, you know? Um, So, yeah, it was – it kind of took me back over there. It was a little ride down memory lane. Because that was what we needed at the time, right? Because every year it was the same story. We don't have a quarterback. We don't have offense. Same old Bears. Kyle Orton, Rex Grossman. Our max passer rating was all we were ever going to see was 80. Yeah. And we had a stellar defense. And we'd make as much noise as we could. We could never score enough points. And we couldn't go over the edge, right? That year was the year before we got Cutler was that first full year of Kyle Orton. Yeah. And we had just come off of Rex where he he was at the pinnacle when he went to the Super Bowl. I don't even know if that's the pinnacle. I don't remember Rex being the backup that year. So Kyle Orton was made the starter oh, yeah. over Rex at the beginning yes, of the year. Sir. Yeah. I don't remember that part. Yeah. I don't remember the end of Rex. I mean, after the Super Bowl, Rex Grossman is like a, he's, he's such a blur to me. I don't even think about him. He, you know. I try to block out the Rex Grossman era from my mind, to be completely honest with you. But I don't remember that he was a backup to Orton. He backed up Orton. That was the last year he was in. The, that was like his last year, his deal. It was yeah. like almost like a Jordan Howard situation. Like, yeah. Mm, you're right, out of here, right, my yeah. G. Like, forget about Time it. Time to right? go, yeah. Yeah. So reading the article brought back tons of memories Honestly, bro, that just to get down a little bit in the story, there were so many things that jumped out at me that I forgot. I forgot Todd Collins played. Oh yeah, I just Todd I, I just terrible. I just assumed we. I just from wasn't, for whatever reason, I just thought we jumped to Caleb Haney. Wasn't Todd Collins like one for eight with Tyler, four, Ty, four interceptions and or something like that? Once I read it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember the Todd Collins game. Once I read it, I was like, yo. I remember he came in for a couple series, and he yeah. was the worst quarterback I'd ever seen. Yeah, he like, was terrible. The, the question was, how is this guy even in the league, yeah. right? So that was some things I brought up. But I remember getting Jay Cutler and thinking that that was what we needed. That was yeah, the piece. 100%. I couldn't believe it, and I was happy that Jerry Angelo was the GM. Yeah. When I was reading the article, a couple things that caught me off guard, just off top. Yeah. I was sh- it was mind-boggling to me 
that Kyle Orton was 14 and 2 at Soldier Field at the time. Not to me. It <laughs> might have been funny, but like I wasn't not to me. 14 and 2. I've been telling y'all. No, he's solid. He was a winner. He was gonna give you 20 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. No, he year. was not. No, he was not giving you 20 touchdowns. That's what he was. No, nah, I think Kyle Orton was like fucking No, Kyle Orton was like 14 20 touchdowns, touchdowns and nah, like 10 picks. He threw like I think I'm pretty sure in the article I said he threw 20 touchdowns. Did he? And then the next year when he went to Denver, he threw like oh. 23 or something. The next year in Denver, remember he started off the first half of the season hot. Yeah. Shout out Kyle Orton. Sid B said Rex got hurt that season. That's when that's when we first met Kyle Orton. That was the year before. That was, was the that, year before, was right? That, that's what I, I thought. At that game when Rex came back out, it was against the Falcons. Yeah, that's what it I was think too. Negative so. thirty outside. That was the year before. It was crazy. And remember, yeah, they brought Rex back in to uh, to relieve Kyle Orton. That was the year before. Mind boggling that he was fourteen and two at the crib. I knew yeah. he was good at the crib. Fourteen and two. I I would love to see how many points we put up in, in fourteen of those I'd love wins. To see those third down numbers. I, <laughs> I would love to see how many <laughs> points we actually scored in the fourteen wins. Mister, move the chains. But move chains get W. The other <laughs> <laughs> move the chains, move get, the chains w. get the W. Keep it moving. We're Keep good to moving. go. Yes. On to the next. The other thing that blew me was. Our player to personnel director, what was his name at the time? Hold Bobby on. DePaul. Yeah, Bobby DePaul. Yeah. I was shocked that Angelo was going to him looking for contacts at Denver. Yeah. Like, no one's returning my calls. Can you get me? Like, wait, wait, wait. Can you get me in contact with somebody over in Denver? You the yeah. GM. You're like, the GM. what do you mean you yeah. can't get in contact with anybody over in Denver? That was Jerry Th- Angelo for That kind of caught me a little off guard. DePaul was a character in the article, by the yeah. way. I don't even who wrote the article. Who transferred it? Greenberg, right? Yeah, I think it was Greenberg. He could have cut a lot of that shit out. Yeah, but that was DePaul like his, main, was that was like his main contributor, though. You know <laughs> what I mean? Was doing a little so too many much people stuff. said no. Bobby was like, "Yes, yeah, <laughs> DePaul was telling yeah, everything. Everything. He said he was talking like. Then I went and took a phone call. It was windy, so I had yeah. to go in the back. Then I was stressed out. I remember so I had I white shoes on. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah. man, you're doing yeah. too much right now. Um, so that kind of caught me off guard that he couldn't get anybody to answer the questions. But really interesting article. Really cool how they 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 talked about keeping it a secret, trying to back cut uh, Schneider in Washington. Yeah. That was interesting because they didn't want to fracture their relationship with Orton if it did got if it did get out. Of course, because then he's pissed off. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, confirmed to me that McDaniel's is a jerk. He's a clown. We he all, didn't even he didn't even get a, get Castle. Yeah, <laughs> which we, is what we wanted. <laughs> we all knew that. Yeah. So if in a, if you could go back, knowing how exactly how it played out, one playoff appearance, NFC champ. Just the whole thing, all the coaches, all the offensive coordinators. Do you make that deal, or so do you, or do you I'll, stick I'll look with at Kyle it in Orton? a different way? I think with okay. let's say not knowing exactly how it plays out, but what I was thinking about this today. What if I told you this, right? Yeah. If I told you, Jay Cutler making that trade, Jay Cutler would become the best quarterback in Bears history. I wouldn't tell you anything else about it. Jay Cutler would be the best quarterback in Bears history. Would you still make the deal? 
Well, listen, I would make the deal, yes, and I would make the deal knowing what happened. Right. So, yeah. So there, and, you know, it's because there is no real – there's a low standard, but obviously Jay Cutler's the best – as of right now, Jay Cutler's the best quarterback in Bears history. And it's not close. And it's not close. So – it's not close. It's the biggest trade in Bears history. It's still, it's we're only one year into the Khalil Mack trade and two years into the Trubisky trade. Those may very well prove to be the biggest trades in Bears history. But that's the biggest deal in Bears history. That's the biggest move in Bears history, at least in the last thirty years. Two first round picks for a quarterback in his prime. I mean, that's a that's a that's a huge move. Coming coming off a Pro Bowl alternate. Yeah, they said in the argument, they said in the article that that it never happened before and it'll never happen again, and they're probably right. So I was thinking about it, like what would be a comparable situation? It would literally be like, and he might be a little bit better player than Cutler was at that point, but it'd be like at the Rams were like, hey, Jared Goff's on the table, which he very well might be. Right, third year quarterback, fourth year quarterback, yeah. still in his rookie deal, productive. It's like, yo, yeah, Jared Goff's on the table. You'd have twenty six teams calling. Yeah, I don't know if he 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 didn't win as much as Golf did, but yeah, yeah. But I mean, Golf was on better teams. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I, I was trying to think of like a second or third year player quarterback being. It couldn't be Mahomes. Mahomes MVP, so he's too good. But like that kind of next tier of like, oh, teams would be like, yeah, we really want this guy. It can't be like Jameis Winston where we're like, nah, we're kind of good. Like, we've seen um, what's enough. a good comparison? I think it's Jared Goff. I thought about it today. It's, uh, Jared Goff would be the like, young quarterbacks in those first three years. It can't be like a rookie like Baker because there's too much potential. It has to be someone where you've kind of seen the good and the bad, but they're still young enough to where you're like, oh, shit, he's going to be the starting quarterback for 10 years. It's Goff. Yeah, that's a that. Yeah, I think I, you're I, right. I, yeah, I, I thought long. Unless somebody else has somebody, but yeah, it's Goff. Unless it could be like Wentz, but he has the injury history, so that's different. If they traded him, it wouldn't be because you know it would be because of the injury thing. So I think it's either it's it's golf. Yeah, I think you're right. That's a good yeah. comparison. It's golf. It's like if they and every team that needed a quarterback would make that call on Jared Goff right now. We heard from a couple players in the article. <clears throat> I'm gonna say this. I love Olin Cruz way more than I did when he was playing. Every t- I follow him on Twitter now. Yeah, he's funny. He's funny. He's informative. He keeps it 100. Yeah. Like, I enjoy Olin Krut's commentary, so he was on here a bunch. Is there anybody that, that caught you off guard on the article or anybody that you want to highlight? They had um, they had Caleb Haney. Yeah. They had Brian Erlacher. No, I think it's more from the people that you didn't hear from. Like, like I would have loved to hear from Jay, Lovey, um, really, yeah, Jay and Lovey. But what, but, but, <laughs> okay, let's play this game. What was Jay going to say? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Like, what could Jay have said? Who he would have been like, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I got traded. Played football. McDaniels is a dickhead. Yeah. He wanted me out of Denver, so I'll. He wouldn't give you that much. That's so. Much. That's what I'm saying. But like, yeah. I don't might, know. Though. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. You never know. <laughs> he has this new life of like a reality star. So maybe you're getting a more like talkative Jay, and he might be like, "Yo, fuck Josh McDaniels," because he, he he truly has no reason to care now. It doesn't mean bridges. You know, it doesn't matter. So I'd be like, "Fuck Josh McDaniels." You know, he's a clown. Mike Martz is a clown. You know what I mean? You you never know. That picture is great, right there. Yeah, though. the picture is That's great, and great. it doesn't. Look like him at all. Not Super at all. wild airbrush. Yeah, and everything. crazy airbrush. Caleb Haney in the article talked about how 
they took to each other pretty quickly when he got traded. Yeah. That was his homie. Yeah. I think it's easy to take to a backup quarterback who you know is not going to take your job. <laughs> yeah, that is very true. It's like the Garoppolo and Brady thing. Brady's yeah. like, no, nah, I don't fuck with this. No, nah, I don't fuck with this. Nah, 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 I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's facts. Yeah. That's such a good point. Yeah. I don't think so. And, yo, that's so funny because that's why Brady and Hoyer are homies. Yeah. Oh, Brian Hoyer's been around for Brian Hoyer and yeah. He's Dude, not taking cool. my job. That's my guy. Yes, Garoppolo. Dude, Garoppolo came around like, no, I don't think no, so. thanks, This bro. guy likes porn stars. Like, no, nah, I'm good. Get, get this guy out of here, time. man. He's, he's trying to do too much me. Yeah. <laughs> Send his ass this guy's trying coast. to be baby me. Like, yeah, nah, no. Let's get him out of here. Can only be one. One thing that I thought was was really, really interesting and just shows how polarizing the whole thing was. Post the NFC Championship and just everything about color after the fact. Uh, Carmen DeFalco, ESPN, and I quote, We did two straight four hours a day plus three hours a day of Waddle and Sylvie talking about Jay not going back into the game in the NFC Championship. We took phone calls all day. They never stopped. In all my years of the business, I've never seen anything like it. One topic, one event that dominated what we do. The Cubs, call, the Cubs calls did stop after the World Series. A day or two after the parade, they stopped. For two straight weeks, they never stopped with Jay. So that's funny. They were talking about us on the radio today, and they were um, – I think it was Yurko was like, dude, the biggest mistake they ever did. is like Cutler could not play in that game, right? He's like, if you know anything about sports, the guy had no base. He could not his, – his knee was gone. Yeah. Um, he's like, the, but the Bears made the mistake of making him questionable to they return. Never, yeah. They should have ruled him out. Right then and there. Right then and there. They did him After a the huge doctors, disservice by putting him as questionable. Um, like, he's like, yo, he literally could not play. Like, there's no chance he could play. Questionable means, like, he's de- – he, yeah. it gives it leaves that window open that he has a decision and is deciding yeah. that I'm going to go. Or we'd still bring him out. in, like, in some circumstance. Right. Out is out. Yeah. Like, he's not coming back. Yeah. And if his knee was that messed up, it's it, he's out. I'll give you a peek into my thinking when it happened. Because I was watching that game together. Yeah. I was thinking like everybody else. I was shocked my man wasn't playing. I didn't I didn't care the the knee would have had to been blown out, in my opinion, for him not to play. Which it was. Which it wasn't. It, it was, was not a playable knee. It was knee. a strained MCL. It was like not a playable grade knee. Grade two. But if you remember, I think it was maybe this season or two before. Phillip Rivers went out on a t- completely torn ACL and played a full game. Do you recall? Yeah, he against the Patriots. Do you recall that? Yeah. So, Almost won. Yes. He had a completely torn ACL. Almost won. No, he literally had a completely he torn ACL. Blew, his knee yeah. was blown out. That's fine. So Bodies are I, different, man. I, yeah, the bodies are like different. It's like comparing Adrian Peterson's comeback to other people. I hate, Body, I don't, I don't. Yes, I understand that. Bodies are different, but that combined with Questionable. And that standing was standing on the sidelines, yes. watching the game, and standing with like on a, the with that face, not engaged at yeah. all with the offense. Yeah. Then we got this clown out here. What was his name again? I don't even remember. Not Haney, but Todd oh, Collins. No, is that Did his Todd name? Collins come out and play that game. No, Haney played the rest of that game. No, the the NFC, that's, no, that's what I'm saying. The dude came in before Haney. That's what did I was he? saying. I put out of my was that? mind. Oh, yeah. yeah. Collins did come yes. out for the, yeah, the third quarter. He came quarter. out yeah, for two yeah, series, yeah, yeah, and they were like, is, yeah, no, this is yeah, not this, the no, answer. Hey, hey, thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
<laughs> combined with all that stuff, yeah, and then we're watching this dude essentially throw the Super Bowl away, our opportunity to go to the Super Bowl away. And this is how you felt at the time. This is so. how I felt at the time. I'm like, bro, this is bullshit. My man needs to be in the game. I don't care. He His leg needs to be broken. It better be broken when someone comes and talks to me about it. So Yeah. The, the Phillip Rivers thing is what really stuck with me because that was like and, – and he played it off like, yeah, I had to play. Yeah. And it was like, damn. Kids, like nine kids to feed. This is what Rivers is saying? Yeah, but if – so, like, the only thing – like, I see where you're coming from. To me, though, and the reason why I stuck with Jay on that is that his toughness as a Chicago Bear, especially those first couple years when the offensive line was among the worst in the league, was never in question to me. We all remember yeah. the six the six sack first half against the Giants. We were uh, Drew, shout out uh, Drew. He just posted that in the chat. Yeah, we, we all remember that game. Like Jay's toughness was not, he took a beating on the Bears, yeah. right? So and got up, played through a lot. Um, so that to me, it was I I, I did not think he w- he could play during that game. I d- I did not think that he would have sat out if he could have played. It's not like he had something to protect. He'd already gotten paid. Like you know, it was there for him. Um, and obviously that was a chance for him to have his moment. So I don't think that he sat out for any reason other than that he could not play. And that's that. You know what I mean? And I understand why some people may have felt a certain type of way, but again, the dude's the dude's toughness was never in question to me. He took a beating for the Bears. He played behind some terrible offensive lines, um, and did his thing and showed up when he could. The problem with Jay is he he just got hurt every year. You know, what I mean, the year that we were really good, the year that we were eight and one, and he got hurt in San Diego. What were we eight and one or seven we're and se- two? Seven and three. Seven and three, and he got hurt in San Diego tackling from an interception. You know, what I yeah, mean, trying to make a tackle and broke his thumb. Yeah. That was the year the Bears were really going to take off. Yeah, for sure. I remember watching he that game. He was coming off ten and six the year yeah. before, right? I remember watching that game. Cody was in town. We'd uh, take him to some bar. I think I was with Jamie and Eli, and Cody come in town. We watched the game. It was towards the end of the game. Was it? I don't even remember when it happened in the game, but yeah. he tackled him and broke his thumb, and it was like, oh shit. You know what I mean? So yeah, we were seven and three. Um, so again, yeah, his, his toughness was never really an issue for me. Shout out Drew with another great point in the chat. He said to your comparison, like when you said golf, he said I think a, co- a good comparison would also be Matt Stafford, like early on in his career. Showed the good, showed well, the yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, I would say of a guy right now, but that's a perfect example. Yeah, yeah. that's a really good example, right? Um, <laughs> shout out Drew, man. That, that's dude, I, Yeah, that's a great example. Um, I just had to get up this real quick. In the chat. Okay. Um. So yeah, man, I would have to do it again. What a roller coaster of a ride! Nothing more polarizing than Jay Cutler in Chicago. To this day, you bring him up; it's still a conversation. Yeah. Um. Some people loved his attitude. Some people didn't. I was always a Jay fan. The only I, I did have that little spell where I was pissed off about the NFC Championship. Yeah. Just like a lot of other people, but overall, bro, Jay was my guy. I think just because I played quarterback a little bit, I had an appreciation for his talent. He was so talented, and he went through a ton of stuff with the offensive line, with the offensive coordinators, with the injuries. It was just an overall bad situation. Yeah. And if you look back on his career, it's kind of just never came to fruition like that. So Cap posted this morning, um, 
Who is your most disappointing Chicago athlete? Mark Pryor, Derrick Rose, Jay Williams, and then Jay Cutler. Wow. Yeah, I thought I didn't, Jay Williams, I mean, it was disappointing, but we literally got one year at Jay Williams. No, that yeah. was disappointing for me. You, let me wait, read them again, and I'll rank them for you. Mark Pryor, which made me go back and read and read up on Pryor. I forgot, like, it really did end quick for Mark Pryor. Yeah. Like, super quick. The juice. Derrick Rose, you think it's juicing? Was Pryor Mark juicing? Pryor, Mark, I think Mark Pryor was definitely juicing. Really? Yes. Why? Just the injury that he the had? The cliff that he fell off? And... This is yeah. a hot take. Yeah. His, Has this been mentioned before? Or no? uh, I don't know if it's been mentioned before, but I think Mark Pryor was I'm going to do research on Mark Pryor juicing. I'm going to bring this. This is a hot take. That was, hey, you heard it here first. Yeah, that was. Mark Pryor juicing. That was in the peak of like juice, juice season. Era, yeah. Juice era. Yeah, we're juicing. His, do you remember his calves? Nah, were they huge? Mark Pryor had <laughs> unreal calves. <laughs> like they were enormous. Yeah. He was a juicer, I'm pretty sure. All right. The, you can't fall off the cliff the way he did, and but he had injuries though. Yeah, but those juicing so I was, injuries. I was also you know reading. Saying? I was also reading though that Dusty Baker, like the way that he had them pitching in September, Mark Pryor was averaging 130 pitches a start. Yeah, I believe that <laughs> Dusty wasn't going for that. And Kerry Wood was averaging like 120 pitches. <laughs> <laughs> but that was back in the day when they did do that. Yo, but, could you imagine like a prize pitch? You're talking about guys on like strict like innings counts and stuff like that nowadays. Could yeah. you imagine throwing out like if the Cubs was like, yeah, we're going to throw you out for 100, 120, 130 pitches a start? Dude, like guys get around 100 now and you're like, yeah, and, hey, hey. Chill, 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 chill. chill so it was chill. Mark Pryor. Yes. Derrick Rose. And you haven't seen the results, so I'm going to have you guess where you think it was. Mark Pryor, Derrick Rose, Jay Williams, and then Jay Cutler. So who do you think was number one? Let me give you my rank first. Number one for me is Jay Cutler. Okay. Number two is Jay Williams. Because I was a huge Duke guy. Yeah. And that whole Dunleavy squad and that year they won the title – I thought he was going to be the the PG for a minute, and the way it happened with the motorcycle and shit that that adds a ton on top of it. Yeah, so that's that's almost close to being number one for me because Jay, I think we got a ton of years out of him. He did. He is our best quarterback in franchise history, hands down. And <laughs> you know what? I'm going to flip that. Jay Williams is one. Really, Cutler, Pryor, and then Derek uh, D Rose because. We got an MVP out of D Rose. Yeah, and we got a yeah, yes. Um, so they have it: Cutler, Pryor, Williams, Rose. Yeah, Rose is always going to be four. Yeah, I got Cutler number one, hands down, without a doubt. Um, for just because we thought that was the promised land, yeah. that was the ticket. I don't give a fuck about Mark Pryor to be honest with yeah. you. He can, he can. So cutting him out, I don't, dude. To me, I don't even think on the Jay Williams era. But to call Derrick Rose disappointing to me, like especially after the conversation we had last week that no one's going to hear, um, I, I can't call D-, D. Rose a disappointment. It's nah. something different. Yeah. I don't know the word yet, but it's not a disappointment. It's just like a... It's almost like a sadness. You're happy that it, while it was there, it still brings you so it's much like joy. To, yeah, I think to be disappointed, you have to look back on something and be like, man, that really sucked. Like You can look back on the Cutler era and be like, man, that really sucked. You can't look back on the D Rose era and be like, "Man, that sucked." Like, like, no, that was some of the most exciting basketball we've seen outside of the Jordan era. But just in general, NBA, one of the most exciting players, and just a great time to be a fan. Yeah, and we were really kind of coming, you know. And that was like our early twenties too. Like, it was great. So, like, yeah, man, or mid twenties. Like, yeah, 
Yeah, no, um, facts. So, for sure. Jay Cutler. What a guy. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> they were talking about those stories and stuff. Did you hear that story at the end of the article? You didn't finish the article. No, I didn't finish it. But at it. the very end, they were telling stories about... Um, Who's the the who's the sports writer that I hate with all my guts? Rick Riley. Rick Riley. Yeah, terrible. They talked about you didn't, him. You didn't have to finish Yo, that quote. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. I can't. Rick Riley is the was the worst clown. Um, Steve Young and Rick Riley Clippers great by the way. Oh, dude, he was the worst yeah, man. Terrible. I would. Oh, his man. was paying him like four million a year. Dude, dude, he was. That was back when the sports writers used to get paid OD, OD cash. Yeah. Um, but. He was telling a story about Cutler being on a meeting with Elway and stuff and that, like, he's looking off into the distance at the TV. And there's another story where John Lynch was trying to, like, break down some coverages to him in a conversation. And uh, and Cutler was on his phone tweeting or something. And, and Lynch had to knock the phone out of his hand for him to pay attention to him. But, dude, that was just That's Jay, just man. Jay. Look, man, I got an arm. I'm going to go out there and yeah, throw it. You just, know what I watched this morning was um, – that Charles Woodson post game interview about Jay, which one? The one where they were like, "So I guess the Bear is before Bears Packers, obviously." And the Bears have been talking a lot of shit. I think this is when we had uh, Alshon and Brandon Marshall. So and the Bears have been talking about like, "Oh, now we got all these weapons and everything like that. We're gonna go in there and do our thing." And it was that game that I think Woodson ended up picking off uh, Cutler twice. So they asked him after the game, like, you know, what do you think about all the Bears talking all that? Obviously, like, you know, and he said, "Hey, look, man." They can talk all they want to. He said, it's still the same, Jay. It's still the same, Jay. He said, if we go back and get into our thing, we don't got to force anything. He's going to give us a couple. He's going to throw the ball to us. And, like, the way he said it was so confident, and it was just like, yeah, yeah dead ass right. Just like that D'Angelo Hall game. Bro, 26 picks that first year. Didn't he throw five picks to D'Angelo Hall? I thought it was four. Was it four? Yeah, but it was he Just kept throwing the ball. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, it was something like you never seen before. Yeah, never seen it before, D'Angelo Hall. Never seen that before. Shout out, D'Angelo Hall. All right, let's move over to the NCAA tournament. Long live J- uh, Jay Cutler in the city of Chicago, man. We'll see. Uh, hopefully, Trubisky comes in and wipes all his records away, and it's a new day, and we get a title. And Definitely has a better personality. Then it, And it's all or over Or not with. better, more. Uh, different. They're very different. More acceptable dudes. personality. Yeah, they're very different guys. <laughs> Like it was great to see when like Trubisky came in this winter with the, the 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 sweater with the lights on it. Yeah, yeah. The Christmas. Jay would never do. Yeah, that. Jay would never do anything like that. I'm right? wearing a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas, nah. It's Christmas. Spend more money. Don't care. Forcing the coverage. <laughs> so, all right, let's switch over to the tournament. The Elite Eight was off the hook, dog. Great. Top to bottom. It was off the chain. The Purdue, the Purdue explosion from what's his name? Carson Edwards. Carson Edwards. A bucket. I'm I'm telling you, (laughs) he was pulling up from like forty feet. (laughs) I've seen a lot of individual performances. That that one's up there for me. It's definitely up there. He was unconscious. The bank shot three with a minute left in the game is one of the most. I'll never forget that shot, I don't think. He, he he hit a bank shot three with a minute left in the game. Off the glass. Pull up. <laughs> and it's funny because when someone's going crazy like that, there's always a moment like that. 
where some goofy shot they flip up and it goes yeah. in or they throw up a 26-footer off the glass. It's just like, I'm that hot, bro. Yeah, he was flinging that with confidence. Though. I'm that hot. It doesn't he, matter. He was pulling up from damn near half court. Allen Robinson tweeted, Coach, with all due respect, <laughs> if I had 40, don't draw up a play. No. And he was talking about Carson Edwards. Yeah. He was out of control. Out bro. of control. It was great. Out of control. Real quick, uh, would you second rounder? Does that yeah. play him into the back end of the first round for you or no? So prior to the game, he's like a mid second rounder. Yeah. Obviously small, not a not a point guard. He's a, he's a, he's a he's a scorer. He's a six one scorer. You know what? I, I hate saying that, and I, I'm scared to say that. Because every time someone set, like every time I see someone play their way from the tournament, like two, three tournament games, the first person I think of is Tyrus Thomas. That's and good, yeah. I'm trying to think of a player All that he could do was block shot. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to think of a player that played their way like into a better like draft selection in the tournament, like from two or three games in the tournament, and then ended up being a really solid pro. Whoa, I. So the thing with yeah, saying? but if you look at his, he averaged twenty five points a game this year. Yeah. So I mean, it's not like you know, I mean, he went off in that game, but I mean, he it's not like it was out of nowhere where you know he just had a, a point explosion. Like he's a scorer for sure. Um, what's going on? I don't know. Uh, yeah, getting, they're banging over, over there. Construction over here. You know, <laughs> getting the new studio built. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, he's he's tiny, but that 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 jumper is. What? I, that was the best game. That that Virginia yeah. Purdue game was off it was the chain. Crazy. The hate it had to end like that though. I was going Purdue all the way. Yeah, bro. Shout out no gel Eastern from the town. Yeah, I was. Uh, you know, if my squad's not in, I'm rooting for the conference. Yeah. So I'm Outside rooting for the Big Ten in Chicago. That's what I was thinking about. There's only a couple Big Ten teams. I mean, of like the actual don't don't give me like Rutgers and Nebraska and those squads, but like the team, the eleven Big Ten teams that we like we grew up with. There's only a couple that I wouldn't root for. I think I would never root for Penn State. It's been documented. Never root for Penn State. Um, why is that? Why would I never root for Penn State? Because yeah. uh, we really want to get into this. <laughs> is that what you're talking about? Yeah. You just can't. It's unforgivable. I hope Penn State never wins another game in any any competition of anything. Yeah. Uh, if Penn State closed as a university tomorrow, I'd be fine with it. This is a disgusting place. They're disgusting people. And what they allowed is 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 discuss- They knew what was going deplorable. on. Deplorable. It's deplorable. It might be the worst people on the planet. Everybody involved in that Penn State should get life. Um, fuck whatever. All those people. Anyways, Penn State. I don't think I like Indiana. No. No. You got no. The only. That's funny you say that. I don't think I like you, Indiana, bro. The only, <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I got love for Indiana is because we had some homies go to school there. Yeah. And every time I went up there, I had a great time. But now that you say that, I mean, other than Antoine Randall, Vic Oladipo. Vic Oladipo. But I'm not even a huge yeah, Oladipo yeah, guy yeah, like Rand- that. Like, Randall was, was a Antoine monster. Randall was that man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not a, not a not, not a, a huge not an Bobby Indiana Knight guy. fan. Not a, definitely not a Bobby Knight fan. Did you watch the Bobby Knight Thirty for Thirty? No, I didn't. Oh. I need to. Oh wow, you didn't watch that? Uh uh-uh. uh. Last days of night. It's crazy. <laughs> shit is crazy, bro. Yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> is off. That one is crazy, bro. That that <laughs> and the state of Indiana is just in general in, in, as wack, a whole is wacky. Trash. 
And I was rooting for Purdue, just obviously with the Evanston tie. But yeah, Indiana is just yeah. yeah Indiana is just. And I hate I hate Notre Dame. Oh, don't even get me started. Not a Big on Ten team, games. but anytime I can trash, I hate Notre Dame. Yeah, me too. So I'm with that. I fucking hate Notre Dame. Um, yeah. So Penn State, I don't think I like. I don't think I like Indiana. What about how you feel about the new additions like Rutgers and I Maryland? I don't care. I got Does no history matter? with Rutgers. I got no history with Nebraska. That's Maryland. not even the Big Ten, really. It's not the Big Ten to me. That's just the 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 death of all the conferences. That's it's just, just a big fucking the NCAA being NGO. the NCAA. Yeah, yeah, it's just like a yeah. Wait, this is a great. I like this. Yeah. Because <laughs> now, obviously, like, what Big Ten teams squad. you want to rock with? Like you'll rock with Northwestern. I rock with Northwestern. You buy. I rock with Michigan State. Michigan State always. I rock with U of I. Uh, Michigan. Mm. You don't rock with Michigan? This is this is my problem with Michigan. Wow. I can't stand the Michigan fans. They they bother me to no end. Why is that? Just because every time I see them, it's go blue, and they have shoelaces in their well, shoes that this, say go blue, and they have go and they have Michigan fans, and they have go blue toothpicks. <laughs> And they have go blue hats on. It's like, yo, you're not, you're not I, all right, bro. You went to Michigan. You got a good education. <laughs> they play good basketball and football. Shout like, out the Wolverines. I get it. Shout out you, Charles Woodson. You never see if you if a dude that went if you know if if one of your homies or one of the dudes you work with went to Michigan, you know about it. I promise you that. I feel like that's like, the case with a lot of schools. Not like these dudes from my from my experience. So Michigan is whatever, but like I'll yeah, I guess that it. is true. I'm trying to think about it. Like, oh, yeah, bro, these yeah, Michigan yeah, dudes Michigan are out of control, it, yeah. bro. Michigan law, you see Michigan law T-shirts, Michigan swimming, just like they're just Michigan crazy. Yeah, and they walk around, go blue, go blue. It's like no one other school <laughs> does this, bro. <laughs> so like, I'm good off Michigan. Hey, Sean's like, Michigan take right like, now is hot. Yeah, like I'm, good, I'm, I'm good off Michigan. Super like, good I, off. Mi- like, we need to chop this up and uh, and at Jamie. Yeah, I'm cool off <laughs> off Michigan, but I'm rocking. But I also don't really love Ohio State. Either. Me neither. So I mean. I'm impartial to those two. I don't really, I don't really care about those dudes. But like, I don't rock with. I like Ohio State because they they fully embrace the black quarterback, and they have for like 20 years now. They do rock with the black <laughs> yeah, quarterback. Like they're, they're like, hey, they even our around. pocket passer is black. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> outside yeah. of Craig Krenzel, they have like an undisputed shout out, Craig Krenzel. Yeah, um, undisputed. Yeah, Bears quarterback. Yeah, um, a long streak of the black quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Shout out Troy Smith. Shout out Terrell. I paid for my for my tats prior. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shout, Shout out. Shout out David Boston. David, I'm juicing Boston. <laughs> Super juicing. <laughs> Shout out, uh, I mean, just the last couple. Well, Cardell. Um, Cardell. Cardell and uh, Braxton. Yeah, all them dudes. But outside of that, like, yeah, I'm not I'm not big on Buckeyes. Wisconsin's basketball team always kills me. Wisconsin, they. The Bo Ryan, the Bo Ryan Badgers. They have like, yeah, like five, six, nine forwards from the country in Wisconsin that would just yeah. shoot. Threes and they get one brother. Wisconsin is <laughs> yeah, they get one they black get dude. One black dude. <laughs> that was like a guard. Nigel, Easter, yeah, yeah, yeah like, no, 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 no. Uh, Nigel Nigel Hayes. Yeah. Yeah, they'll rock. Lando with Tucker. Yeah. Lando <laughs> <laughs> Tucker yeah, got buckets yeah. low. <laughs> so but yeah, I'm put it like this. I'm more of like a Michigan State Big Ten guy. Yeah, I like Michigan State. Yeah. Give me Northwestern, give me Michigan State. Northwestern all day. Yeah. But you don't like you don't like Fitz. I mean, I don't he like, medi- on, I don't like mediocre football teams mediocre, with baby. unlimited unlimited facility. What about sixty eight percent of their games? Yeah, so you know, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other conversation. That is funny though. Your Michigan, that Michigan take is hot. Oh, dude, that Michigan, blue. that's it's just real. Have you been to the big house? 
Yeah, it was sick. I want to go. I'm not going to lie. I went and saw... Um, Ohio State? <coughs> I don't... Yeah. I went and saw uh, Penn State. Mm. Michigan, Penn State. Um, how do you feel about... So, Drew in the chat said he doesn't he doesn't really care for Iowa and Wisconsin. Iowa I is rock such, with Iowa. Yeah, I got no problem with I Iowa. No, <laughs> Iowa turns up. Yeah, party. I, yeah, I got no problem with fun. Iowa. Um, I've been to a couple games at Kinnick Stadium yeah. at Iowa. Um, Iowa City's cool. He said Iowa and who else? He said Wisconsin. Oh, Wisconsin. I feel like Wisconsin, talk about people who wear their shit. You see Wisconsin shit all over the place. So I feel like Wisconsin talking? people are wearing their shit. Not like the oh, go blue the, level, but Wisconsin, like Wisconsin people. They you, yeah, you know that. So yeah, I went to Madison. Yeah, I went to Madison. I went to Madison. Was, oh, yeah, Madison. Then I went to Wisconsin. I went to Madison. Went to Madison. Went to Madison. Yeah, I remember back in Madison. <laughs> <laughs> like, my, girl, my girl wanted to go to Madison. Yeah? Low key, yeah. Oh, she's a U of I. Yeah, she went she's to U of I. Non factor. Yeah. Non factor. Non factor athletically. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to. um. <laughs> All the games were crazy. You by though, man. They'll be back. Another thriller for Duke. Give me your final thoughts on RJ Barrett, bro. Where I think RJ Barrett's. I, I. He was not good at the end of games. You know what I mean? You guys were talking. You guys were trashing him in that game, but he got bad at the end oh, of the dude, game. Oh, dude, he played so bad. But for bro. like half the game, he was fine. Um, he I played think bad. RJ he turned Barrett, it over like eight times. Are you talking times. about Duke, RJ Barrett, or RJ Barrett's NBA prospects? I mean, RJ Barrett, we I thought. Well, I'm talking about RJ Barrett right he's now. Got a hero, yeah, he's got a hero complex. I don't like how he handled the end of the game. He took some terrible shots. Um, yeah, I mean, he played like shit at the end of the game. I don't think he cost them the game necessarily. I think Duke no, in general just didn't couldn't put it together. But, yeah, I mean, he was playing hero ball at the end of the game. But that's the problem with their team. Their team had no real – if you watch them throughout the season, they had no flow. They really don't – That's what, you don't have any shooters. So it's all like yeah. just constantly trying to look for one-on-one in isolation. So it doesn't surprise me that R.J. Barrett makes plays like that at the end of the game. Is he a top – Three, four pick, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. And I he think he went for what twenty five a night. Yeah, and I think in the NBA is this RJ Barrett will be fine. It'll in be the NBA. to his the NBA will be to his advantage. Yeah, he's a, he's 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 got the size. He can shoot. He can handle the ball. He's exactly what you want in an NBA prospect right now at the four at that wing position. But I'm gonna tell you this, and he's got heart. He's got a. He does have heart because he's willing yeah, to take it. Yeah, it's not the, like Wiggins where it's like, yeah, oh, this dude is like yeah, yeah, no, no heart. You know what I mean? Yeah, He's facts. got heart and like he's got that game and he's got that multi-talented game. I mean, he's a, you can run the offense through him. He cannot go right. No. Even a little bit though. He can't shoot. Uh, it's going to be interesting how, how it pans. Yeah, if he, can get, if, he, if he gets a jumper though. A solid Isn't that what we, it's so crazy. Yeah. Isn't that what we always say about every prospect? Yeah. But I mean, some guys, some guys Man, develop. If he can it, shoot, they get better. It's not like he's an awful shooter, though. Some guys yeah. you look at like, yo, that dude will never be able to shoot. You know, what I mean, like Michael Kidd, girl, Chris never had a chance. Why did you just where you pull out Michael Kidd, girl, Chris? Oh, bro. You know, I can pull out these names. And that, these, shout out Michael MKJ, MKG though, great college player. That is funny. They won a championship. That was the Kentucky squad that won the championship, yeah. right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was MKG, uh, Bledsoe, yeah. Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis. Yeah, they had a whipper. 
Darius, uh, what's his face? Dude, dude is on the Pelicans now. Darius Miller. Yeah, speaking yeah. of that, before we get off of this RJ topic, we'll, <coughs> we'll come back to that because I want to ask you about that mm-hmm. Calipari lifetime lifetime contract he just got. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, he's going to have to be able to go right at some point. It's, it's going to be very, very interesting. And... I don't want to overanalyze. I, I, think, I know it is tough. Yeah, I think if you're an NBA team and RJ Barrett falls to you, like you should be happy. I just think, yeah, I, I think you will RJ or Morant. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. That two three spot is tough. It depends, and I, and I really, if you're that bad, you're not really picking for need. Like I keep saying, the Bulls need a point guard, but I mean, if you go through the whole process and RJ Barrett's the better player, I don't have a problem with the Bulls taking him. Yeah. Um, I know no one's watching the Bulls anymore, but they did lock in that bottom four. Did you play the game last night? was epic. The Bulls Knicks oh, tank. Oh, man. We were playing guys I never even heard of. <laughs> Jakar Sampson? Yeah, there was. Two Sampsons. I, I saw it. Casey, uh, <laughs> Casey tweeted out the starting lineup, and he said, MJ versus Hewing, this is not. Yeah. So that was pretty funny. Someone said that um, – I don't even remember what the quote was, but it was two players that were playing for Bulls Knicks as like the, the, the like Tankapalooza or something. It was like the Jordan versus Isaiah of tanking or something like that. I don't know what it was. Yeah, it was but like yeah. the goat of tanking. Yeah, it was, it was like Tankathon dot Tankathon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was great. And then right after that was Cavs. Uh, who's in the fourth Cavs, spot? Cavs. Um, uh, it was Cavs Hawks. No, or Cavs. Who are the bottom four teams? It's Bulls, Knicks, Cavs, Bulls, and Knicks, Cavs. It was the other fourth worst team. I'm tweaking. Hold yeah, on. I, I can look it, it up really quick. Cavs, somebody awful. Somebody else terrible. But, so we're locked in on the bottom four, though. Yep. So we're at least, if if I, if it goes how I think it'll go, we're at least, we're guaranteed Zion, Barrett, Morant, or... um. Our boy from Texas Tech. No, I thought. Does it guarantee us a top four pick or it just guarantees us the higher chance? No, we could still end up with like six. No, I don't think so. I think we're locked in to four. I think the fir- the, the worst four. That that's the whole change. No. So like if you're the fir- if you're the worst team, you're not your percentage goes down, but you're guaranteed the the worst pick you can get is four. And I think the the four Four teams bounce nah, around. I think you that. want to check on that. I think what they did is they just gave the different odds, and the top four have the highest odds. The top four have an even chance at the number one pick, right? And then after that is when it changes up. All right, hold on. Because you could still have a situation where, like, the Bulls win the lottery. Like the Derrick Rose situation where you had the lowest chances. Every lottery team still has a chance of the number one pick. Uh, yeah, you're right. Every lottery team has a chance. One through under, 14. Yeah. Yeah, 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 one through 14. Every, yeah. But the top four have... 14.5%, right? The top three have 14%, and the top four have... Tw- the fourth has 12.5%. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I can't lock this down in my yeah, mind. Yeah, that's what... I, yeah. I keep... The top three have 14%, four has... You know yeah. what? I, I think we locked in... One of the four worst. We locked records in one of the, the four league. worst that's records. What it, yeah, that's what I exactly. Okay, that's what now I we're trying to get to that third worst record. My fault. The Knicks are making it hard, but you know we did we did give them that W. So let me see who who was it yesterday that played. It was 
Why can't was, I think, I think it was Hawks. It might have been Cavs Hawks. No. But I don't think the Hawks are trying to lose. It was Phoenix. Cleveland, oh, yeah, Phoenix. Phoenix. That's what it was. Bro, Phoenix has been in the lottery for, I want to say, like 15 years. Dog. It seems that way, bro. Every year. They should have a whip. Yeah. Well, and... no, but they got Devin Booker. <laughs> don't even. Hey, that was a good pick. That was, no, that's that was one of the pick. only picks they made that came through. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. No, Aiden's a good player. <clears throat> Aiden's a good player. So far, yeah, yeah no So doubt. far, so. All right. But they have been in the lottery forever. Remember those running gun Phoenix teams? You talking about Nash and them? Nash, Joe Johnson. The Matrix? Amari was a problem. Healthy, young Amari was a legitimate problem in the NBA. He was a guy that we had never seen before, essentially. Freak athlete. He was sick. Spot. Yeah, he was crazy. Yeah, he was sick. And he was yeah. Match made in heaven with Steve Nash. I saw him at Best Buy in Phoenix once. Skinny as shit, but like he was like six ten. He had a massive like gold rope chain long, on, long, long, mug, wiry. But he was skinny, like skinny as shit. But yeah, he was buying a big ass TV. <laughs> <laughs> Lock it like up. by himself. I'm like, that was Amari. Like he's, yeah. he's just like goofy looking dude. But yeah, shout out Amari. Locking up the major problem before the knee injuries. Oh man, he had that micro fracture too. Yeah, yeah. Bad knees. Yeah, he did. The um, all right. Let me see. Let's flip to the NBA awards. I know you've been itching to talk about this. We were gonna talk about it last week. I think we're there now. Yeah, it's done. I mean, I don't know. I'm. They're finished. Do you yeah. think that it could change in the MVP? You want MVP's to start the, the MVP? only one. I mean, obviously, yeah, that's the only one that's up for grabs. I don't know. Is Houston locked in? Houston's spot is locked in, right? As far as where they're going to be in the playoffs. Um, what you mean, like the four or five or whatever? Yeah, they're forty nine and twenty eight. Utah is two games behind them, so pretty much they're they're guaranteed that fourth spot, right? And when Harden went on this run, Houston was two games under when they started this crazy run, and Chris Paul got hurt. I want to say they were like two games under five hundred, right? Like they started off the season terrible. When Chris Paul went down, they were like, yeah, like two or three out of five hundred, and yeah. they went on a tear. And now they're yeah, they're to keep twenty-one them games over five hundred. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So that's on one side of it. The other side is that Giannis's numbers, from like a number perspective, Giannis's numbers are historical, and he's only playing like thirty-one minutes a game or something crazy like that. So, like, if you were to take his numbers out to, like, 36, 37 minutes a game, like, Giannis is averaging, like, 30 and 15. Doing it on both sides. So, it's kind of like a question of, is the player that's having the best all-around year, or is it the guy who puts the team on his back? But then Giannis also puts the team on his back. You know what I mean? So, it's kind of like... I think there's too many factors not to give it to Giannis. And as much as people don't like it, Harden winning last year is not going to play well for him. Yeah. They already won last year. They like new blood. They like new blood. Giannis has led the league, uh, has led the East almost the entire season. Uh, the They've entire been the season. best team in the league. They've been the best team in the East for in sure. In the East all year. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> and kinda, he's been the best player. Yeah. So you kind of got to rock with him. I'm going to give it to him. I think the, the Luka Doncic 
rookie of the year conversations. Interesting. Trey Young's been doing his thing. Trey Young's on a late surge. Like big time though. And Luca's going Luca hasn't played I mean the last couple months, um, or like the last month he hasn't been as hot as he was kind of isn't it Luca benefited from that early on. He got real hot and had those crazy games where he's hitting all these the crazy train, shots. Yeah. yeah, the hype train hit him whereas like the Trey Young has been kind of different, right? He's been kind of ascending all year. Yeah, it's crazy how much of a difference. People say this all the time. First impressions are really big. Colin Sexton's first impression was so bad this year, and he's essentially been balling for months now, and no one's saying a I'm, word I'm about it. I'm so happy you're saying yeah. this right now. So, he's been balling. Yeah, remember, he came out terrible, and everybody's like, this dude is trash. He can't play. His teammates were trash. He's him. been balling. And he's been balling. He's having like 16 and 5. Like, yeah, he looks On like he's like legitimate. 50 from 3. Yeah. Like, like, he's legit. He's been doing his the thing. The young bull. The young bull. Still the, so, yeah. it's crazy how if you can get out in front <laughs> and front run a little bit, changes your whole... Because you can cool off, but you everybody cool always off, remembers but the everyone beginning. just remembers how, how, you, well, how much you've been hooping. People were done with Trey Young in Summer League. Summer League, bro. Like, come on, man. Well, like, he, didn't he have a couple possessions where he airballed like two or three Yeah, but it was like, yo, it's Summer League of his of his freaking rookie year. He was I mean, throwing like, balls on the side of the backboard. Yeah, court. but come on, man. You knew, <laughs> you knew with Trey, he just had to figure out how to create some space to get that jumper off. And, like, we need to begin there. He seems like he's figured it out. Yeah, or he's no on doubt. his way. Exactly. He's on his way it's to, just like, to yeah. figure out just how to play Like, NBA let's not ball. forget, Luka Doncic has been playing professional basketball for four or five years now you know what i mean so like a lot of this and i'm not gonna lie i didn't i was always skeptical about how good the euro league was yeah i was in germany in the gym watching it live they were hooping bro they were playing hard the defense is what really caught me off guard that they play good they were playing like college level d like, people are almost, like, smacking the floor type defense on every possession down. Yeah. So, when I saw that, I'm like, okay, he Luka had it a little tougher to get these buckets than I thought. So, I was impressed by that. And so, is still the second best league in the world. No, it's not. Yeah. No, it's not. So, it is. If you put – who's okay, who's the best team in college basketball? I don't know. I mean – You think the best team in college basketball beats the best EuroLeague team? Cut it out right now. I'm going to tell you right now today. That's false. I'm going to tell you right now today. These are grown men. Yeah, I don't know. These is the big boys banging. But I'm nah, just saying bro. overall talent, overall talent. I feel like there's more talent in college basketball. You're wrong. I think you're wrong. So you're taking potential s- talent. These are they're still 17, 18, 19 years old. So if old. you let out, so you mean to tell me, let's say this, right? Let's say you let out all the European players out of their contract and you threw them into the draft, right? So you get 60 draft picks. How many that, of them would come well, from college? How many no, of them would no, come no, from no, Europe? No, 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 no. They're not going to draft a 28-year-old. So let's say you took, okay, so let, there's an age you feel what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I hear you. Like the potential. There's no real way to measure it. They'd have to play. There's no real way to, yeah, there's no real, yeah, yeah they'd have to play. They'd have to play. But I don't think it's as much as a layup as saying, like, you know, the people who are dumb every year and are like, oh, Alabama could beat Buffalo. Like, it's just, it's kind of similar. Mm, that's silly. Buff- Buffalo would smack Alabama. Buffalo would, would destroy him, yeah. But what I'm, tell- but so I don't think what I'm telling I don't you. think, I don't think, the, Euro, so you uh, the best Euro league, the best Euro league team would beat up Virginia, Kentucky. They bust their ass, bro. Auburn? 
Is Auburn? Auburn. They don't want to see Auburn. They, they see get their ass hey, David Blatt was coaching out there. I'm telling you right David now. David Blatt doesn't want to get in a coaching war if with Tom you Izzo. Ran out, yo, that Michigan team? Well, Michigan couldn't score. That Michigan team? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, they had 12 points in the first the half. so crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, man. What else we got? So, rookie of the year is Luka. We're, so, you got Luka. You're taking Luka? consensus on that? Yeah, I got I'm Luka. taking Trey Young. You're going to take Trey Young? Uh-huh. Wow. Why? Just, I just think I like that second half of the year. I like the improvement. Like, you know, to me, I think, and I think that uh, Atlanta was better than people thought they were going to be this year. You know, Atlanta was. They've been trying like to win they games. Tank. They got some good players over there. Yeah, they've been trying to win games. I have League Pass, so I watch. Um, I like watching the Hawks, and they play hard. You know, I like what they do, man. I like I like Trey Young. You look up his numbers or versus Luka? Yeah. I think Luca's at what, like eighteen and five and four. You know, neither of them play defense, so it doesn't matter. No, they both don't play any. No, zero, no, zero no, no, no. chance of defense being played from either of those players. So, hold on. And Luka, Luka Doncic versus Trey Young and the NBA's fantastic <laughs> rookie race closer than you think. <laughs> Yeah, first 20 games, Luka was going crazy. Crazy. 18 and a half, six and a half boards. But I think he's cooled off considerably. Four rebounds. Trey Young has averaged 26, 9, and 4 since the All-Star break. Wait, what? 26, 9, (laughs) and 4 since the All-Star break and became only the eighth rookie in the league to log at least 35 and 11 in a game during the Hawks' 133 win. He's over averaging 26 and 9 since the break with four four rebounds? Damn. 25.8, <laughs> 9, and 4. I didn't realize it was that high. Yeah, that's crazy. It's a rookie point guard. I didn't realize it was that high. Trey Young, rookie of the year. He won't get it, though. Nah, too much hype, I think. Bro, did you ever hear that Quavo interview with uh, Bill Simmons where he's like, yo, like, are you mad they didn't take Luka? And he's like, he's like, Atlanta had to take Trey Young for the culture. He's like, in a city like Atlanta, you had to have Trey Young over Luka as far as, like, marketing and oh, shit. Oh, like, they just, Luka wasn't going to do it? Yeah, it was like, yo, Trey Young is for the culture. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's Atlanta. Um, I got Trey as the rookie of the year, man. Hands down. Not hands down, but Trey Young. He was averaging before the break. Luca was going for twenty-one on forty-three percent to seventeen on forty from Trey. The month of November was crazy for Ladonjes. They just talk about. It. They go into some details. Yes. Yeah. But his defense is adjusted now, to him. He got. Could the fix be in for the nat like the the world, the world input like marketability. For him to win rookie of the year, for him to, for Luca to win it, I just think regardless he's gonna win it. Um, but yeah, it could be. I mean, that that's yeah. more that that's a better look for the the league going worldwide. I guess the league's already worldwide. Though. I don't even think they're thinking in terms like that anymore. They're so global. I mean, it's not like no, he's they're from, always trying to push. It's not like he's from China. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? It's like when they had Yao, they were like, oh, shit, okay, now we got something. He still was what? He was still, what? still spending didn't he, Yao money. But didn't Luka lead, almost lead the league in all-star votes? He was like number two or something? Or did he, or did he lead it? I don't know. 
You know what I'm saying? That's it's super that, popular. That's yeah, votes coming from overseas yeah. in Europe. So in my opinion, Trey Young's Trey Young's rookie of the year, though. Okay, yeah, that's I I I to be honest, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I'd have to go back and look. Yeah, but yeah, that's crazy. Twenty twenty twenty. What do you 20, say? Twenty six and nine, nine and yeah. four. Yeah, yeah, that's a problem. A, a rookie point guard. Like the hardest position to transition does it, to. Does it matter that the games didn't matter as much? He's he's really playing free no, for No, because all. not if you were watching those Hawks games. I'm trying to tell you, the Hawks aren't out there like, hey, trade, go, go, don't take us into tank mode. Like, they, no, 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 but I'm saying he, he's, yeah, he's still. They didn't win. They didn't matter for Dallas. Yeah. <coughs> Dallas ain't trying to win any ball games. They've only won 27, 28 games this year. Yeah, They're not trying to win any games. They're both on bad teams. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't realize people, he was, people he was, don't he was, identify Dallas as being like a shit team. Like, look at their record. Yeah, like, you know, yeah that is true. Yeah, they we're do. caught up in like the Dirk thing and the Luca thing. Like, Dallas <laughs> is not good. They're the second worst team in the West, third worst team in the West. They're going to be a lottery team again. So let's uh, yeah, let's let's calm, let's pump the brakes on that. They do fly <coughs> under the radar. With Sorry, that. I'm coughing so much. I don't know what's going no, on. No, you're good. Let's flip over to this Q and A. Wait, hold on. We still got some a couple of wars. Right? Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Um, who you got for most improved? Does D Rose does D Rose fall in this? You can if you want. Does he fall in the most improved? What did we talk about? Can MVPs get most improved? Yeah, we said, dude, he could win MVP, six man, and most improved. What about Zach Levine? I was thinking that. I he, got a different D though. He's in that conversation. Who you got? D'Angelo Russell. Oh yeah, he's definitely might he might be the shoe. I think he's like the he's like the the poster child for most improved player. What what do you think got into him there? I think he got out of L.A. Um, Is that really what it was? He was just too yeah, young to I be in L.A. Bro, it's L.A. He's getting taxed in L.A. summer. Man, man, and he's six just, million dollars in L.A. What would you do? But, he went to, but this is the thing. I, I kind of was having a hard time with that narrative because he went from L.A. to New York. It's a different. It wasn't like he diff- went from L.A. to... Portland, yeah, but like or L.A. to everybody's in L.A., bro. Like L.A. is just like the scene. It's just got that allure. Yeah, huh? New York, you can still do your own thing. You know, like L.A., you're just like in the the whole culture of like the West Coast kicking it. Plus, I don't think it was good, you know, coming up under Kobe's shadow. Um, I think you know he, he just did move him out there, kind of forgot about him. He got to work on his game, like being outside of the spotlight. Even though you're in a city like Brooklyn, you're no longer looked at as like D'Angelo Russell, the number two pick. You're like D'Angelo Russell, like, go over there, do your thing. Nobody cares about the team. That's how Brooklyn's been in general. Yeah. Like, they quietly rebuilt this squad with no draft Does, picks. What's his name still on the team, by the he way? Prokhorov? Yeah, he's selling. I think he's selling it, though. He or, hasn't. I haven't. Do you remember how much he was yeah. in the news? I haven't heard that dude's name at all. Yeah, I, I was like, does he not own the team he's, anymore? He's one of Putin's boys. Oh, do you think that has something he to is, do with yeah, it? Yeah, he is. He's one of those, uh, the, the oligarch. He's oligarch. Oh, no, I know that. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that you think because because of that whole thing he hasn't they don't want to mention him in the media. Maybe, I mean, obviously, dude, that dude is probably the involved Russian in some oligarch. shit you don't want to know about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I also heard he's trying to sell the team though. He's gonna make Buku's a dough. I'm but, gonna tell you this. I if I had to pick, I think more it more has to do with D'Angelo Russell just developing into a better player. I think if he would have stayed in L.A. It might not be to this level, but I think he would be a lot better than he was. I think he just Maybe. had some time. He was one and done. He had some time to come out and develop a little bit. I think that has more 
more to do with it than being in LA and it was sunny out. But I, I understand that. And not maybe. even just the weather and the weather lifestyle of LA. I think just also coming up from Kobe's shadow, you're that number two pick in the draft. It's the passing of the torch. I think it was hard for those dudes to play with Kobe those last couple of years. Yeah. I heard a story where, um, dude, they were taking off for the team flight, right? And Kobe wasn't on it. And they end up like, everybody's like, where's Kobe? Where's Kobe? Where's Kobe? Right? Kobe shows up like an hour and a half late. Just walks on the flight, sits down, doesn't say anything to anybody, and then they take off. <laughs> they were waiting for Kobe. They were waiting for Kobe, <laughs> yeah. But, like, it wasn't like, oh, my God, where's Kobe? Like, it was just like. No, Kobe's on the way. Yeah. We'll, and then we'll Kobe shows up, here. sits down, and then that's when they finally take off. And everybody's like, did that just happen? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, anybody else would have got left. For sure. Yeah, you know, but it's like, no, no, Kobe. Well, listen. I know this doesn't like to be talked about and people don't like this narrative, but Kobe ran that organization into the ground before he left. 100%. Last two years of him being there. That $35 million contract. Completely yeah. ran it into the ground. And he, he you can say he earned it <coughs> and that was his money and he was supposed to get that as like a parting gift. But ran, he ran. They're, they're just now starting to get out of that. And if LeBron doesn't come, they probably are still trying to get out of that hole yeah, he left. It's also not Kobe's fault that they gave Luol Deng $72 million and uh, fucking Timothy Mozgov $70 Facts. million. Dollars, you know? No, I mean, that's those true. Those are bad deals. Those are but bad yeah, deals. 100%. They've made a lot of mistakes. They have but, made a lot yeah. of mistakes. So D'Angelo Russell most improved. Uh, this one's easy. The sixth man of the year. They need to change the award name. Well, they should change it to the Jamal Crawford Memorial Award in honor of Lou Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You know what I'm saying? Man. Wait, say that again? The Jamal Crawford Memorial War Award in honor of Lou Williams. In honor of the Jamal Crawford <laughs> Memorial Award in honor of Lou Williams, sixth man of the year. Sixth man. The sixth god, Lou Williams. Yes. And then make like a statue <laughs> with both of them on it. Both coming so. off the bench. <laughs> On with opposite both, teams, with both of them at the score yeah, table, yeah, yeah. like yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Lou Williams. I need that. I'm gonna go ahead and yes, say it. Yes, that's like, what you need. Lou Williams is one of my top ten favorite players in the NBA. I'm not saying he's a top ten best player in the NBA, but like if you're asking like my favorite players in the NBA, I just love Lou Williams. I feel like Lou Williams is an awesome guy. Like, Lou Williams is the dude you want to kick it with. Yeah. He goes out, gets buckets. Teammates love him. He hits big shots. No problem coming off the bench. Gives you 20 a night off the bench. I, I just like Lou Will, man. If you... <laughs> just fuck with him. <laughs> if you... Drake can... made a song about him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's big in Toronto and shit. Yeah. If you embrace the role of coming off the bench and make it, and you make an impact on the game, it's you get like a folklore kind of love. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. If yeah, you, you're, you're you're like you love. Do no wrong. Yeah, like oh, but he, dude, he just he comes off, off the, the bench, bench and does yeah. his thing. Not a starter, Lou. Yeah. He, he's not a starter. Meanwhile, he plays like 32 minutes yeah. a game yeah. off the bench. But like, yeah, he plays like 35 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. But don't worry, he comes off the bench, so it's like not a big deal. That was why I was kind of well, and the Clippers essentially abandoned everything right and got better somehow after making all these deals yeah. right like i mean they traded tobias harris they traded all their best players and uh, shout out to doc but yeah i mean that's lou williams without a doubt so it was interesting like that's why i wanted carmelo to embrace that 
Like, if you embrace this bench role, you could go somewhere and make a major, major impact. But it's but not in his DNA. It's not in his DNA. It's not in his DNA. But I don't know if it's in any any pro hoopers DNA. They eventually get there where, like, Lou Williams, Lou Williams was, sure, a, was a second round pick. But yeah, uh, okay, out of high but, school. You know what I mean? Like, but I'm, but I, the. He he wanted to be a starter his whole time, I mean, at least early in his career. Yeah. He's striving to be a starter, and then he eventually was like, "Man, my I'm best used coming off the bench." But some guys probably, you know, and Lou Williams probably sat and looked at it, it was like, "Yo, a starter's cool, but it's really about being a finisher." And he finishes every game. The best players finish the games. Yeah, Carlos Boozer started all them games for the Bulls, but he did not finish them. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's facts. So it's just like you know, Taj Gibson was finishing the ball games. So it's kind of like. Whatever, man. I mean, he's obviously carved out a niche for himself. Because I think if Lou Williams had kept trying to be a starting two guard, we wouldn't be talking about him this way. He could be out the league. No, the, Pushing him away to be a starter, right? 100%. Yeah, 100%. So it's just like. If you embrace that. Like, Lou Williams will probably be in the league till he literally cannot, like cannot Jamal make Crawford. any jumpers. Like, that's what I mean, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, we'll, we love him. We could put Lou on the bench. Yeah. Like, yeah, come on over. And he's a. He seems like a great teammate. Yeah, People love that's him. What I'm saying. I'm telling you, dude. Dude. Yeah. If you can embrace being on the coaches bench, will want to have him. They'll rock with you all yeah. day. And he's gonna get buckets for a while. So he's yeah. a bucket. All right. This I think is another hard one. Yeah. Last one. I guess there's two Talk more, but defensive player of the year. Well. It, has has that has the MVP ever won Defensive Player of the Year in the same year? Going the same way, I don't think he will. But but I think he's the Defensive Player. Of the I year. think he's the Defensive Player of the Year. <laughs> I, think the, yo, I think he's the Defensive. I think he's the Giannis. Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, it's Giannis, Man, Paul George. It's tough to give him both, but I think he's a defensive player of the year. I think it's such a cheat. And I know he is a big man, but I think it's sometimes like cheating almost always give it to like the rim protecting big man. Which yeah. Giannis is more dynamic than that, um, and obviously Paul George is a perimeter defender. But I think it's tougher to go out there and guard in the perimeter every night like that. And uh, Giannis does both. I would a hundred percent say <laughs> it's tougher to go out on the perimeter and yeah. guard every night. And that's I think yeah. it's way more taxing, way more way more energy day in day out. You get to you're not hanging out in the paint, but it's a lot easier for you to make an impact being big, being a big man down yeah. by the rim. No so doubt. Paul George, yeah, I think it goes Giannis or Paul George for me. And then coach of the year, who you got? Um, This is actually a great segue. I got my man from Denver. Mike Malone? Yeah. That team is overachieving. They're in the West, and they play the Golden State Warriors tonight for essentially the number one seed in the West. I mean, we knew they were going to be good. They locked in. Uh, they locked in Jokic. We know about Harris and the rest of those dudes and their energy. But they come hard every night. And Mike Malone and they love Mike Malone. They play hard for Mike Malone. I think it should be Mike Malone. I wouldn't disagree with that. I'm gonna give some love to Greg Popovich though. I don't really? Know, I don't know how he's pulling these boys to the playoffs. Name a. Hey, Name another player on their team outside of LaMarcus Aldridge. Who's their second leading scorer? Uh, is, is it Danny Green? It might be. I don't know. Is it Danny Patty Green's Mills? Not is, even on their is Patty team. Mills still in the it's league? Patty yeah, Mills. not Danny Green. Danny yeah, is Green's Patty? in Toronto. It's yeah. got to be Patty Mills. Is Patty Mills the second leading scorer on the Spurs Patty right now? Mills a basket, by the way. Uh, yeah, but I'm saying, he, he is he – Patty Mills is giving you 10 points a game right now. No, I think it's Rudy Gay. 
Oh, yeah. It is. Well, Rudy Gay's a walking 18 points. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm 40% yeah. <laughs> hey, Rudy Gay is, hey, listen. Rudy, Rudy Gay, is he was born to get buckets. Walking 18 and yeah. a half points, no matter what. Rudy Gay is like worst case scenario, uh, RJ Barrett, which still isn't that bad of a thing. Um, but Whoa. That's not worst Do you case remember yet. Rudy Gay at UConn? He was a prop. He was shooting all jumpers <laughs> in everybody's face. He would. They, they, they don't ever disrespect Rudy Gay's jump Rudy shot Gay. like that. Rudy Shout Gay had Rudy a flamethrower in college. Shout out Rudy Gay. Um, yeah, I just think when you look at the Spurs and the fact that they've won 44 games this year with LaMarcus Aldridge as their best player, I don't know if there's another coach in the NBA that gets you 44 wins with LaMarcus Aldridge as your best player. Dude, we're so stupid. The sec their second leading scorer is um is DeRozan. Oh yeah. Yeah, we're tripping. Oh, and cancel that whole segment. Yeah. I forgot about DeMar. <laughs> Come on, G. That's the second leading scorer. Yeah, shout out team. DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, shout out DeMar DeRozan. Still though, I mean DeRozan and Aldridge, um, yeah, whatever. Uh yeah, let's move on. Yeah, DeMar DeRozan's the second <laughs> Yeah, I forgot about I completely DeMar DeRozan. I don't know how I forgot that DeMar DeRozan's even on their squad. Did someone put that on the uh, yeah. on the chat? Budenholzer, no, I just thought about that in my head. <laughs> Budenholzer, um, with Milwaukee's a pick. Or like Doc. Doc is a pick. Nick Nurse from Toronto's a pick. Yeah. He got a good team. Yeah, but I mean that team was already very good. You said you said you're saying Dwayne Casey could have done that? Yeah, Dwayne Casey was a coach of the year last year. <laughs> and then they bring Nick Nurse here and they're like, Oh, guess what? We swapped out DeMar DeRozan with Kawhi Leonard. Mm. That's your first job. Yeah, your, yes. and your whole bench is still intact. Yeah, your whole and, – oh, and Siakam is going to take a fucking quantum leap forward. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's fact. Yeah, so, like, yeah, I mean, come on now. Yeah, we, there was – my boy Jay in the chat said, or DeMar. Y'all yeah, tripping. Yeah, I, said, I forgot yeah, all about I was, DeMar. He was tripping. You're forgetting about DeMar, man. He's, DeMar is he's just forgettable a team, guy. You forget, he's a forgettable he's, guy. He's a very for, forgettable player. But, yeah, that was – yeah, <laughs> that kind of killed my whole argument on that one because I do got DeMar. But still, I mean, again – you know, yeah, they keep banging out playoff appearances. It is true, bro. Every year, he's one of those dudes where you give it to him every year. Like pop, yeah. Their yeah. team has no business doing anything they ever do. They've missed the playoffs three times in forty-one years. Yeah, that's nuts. If you think about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's end it on this Q and A. Pop's ever missed the playoffs. Like Shout that. out Drew Castillo. He been he been hopping <laughs> in the chat. Wait, we're not gonna talk about these Cubbies. Oh, you want to go into that? Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> Give me five minutes on the All Cubs. Right, l l let's do a quick little, because I was just talking to Jay on this. Because you're a Cubs fan. I want to get your take, because I got, I got hot on Twitter last night about no, this. No, no, no. Listen, listen. And it's funny because I wasn't, I, I wasn't going to bring up the Cubs just because I was going to talk a bunch about them on a pod either tomorrow or Friday morning. Over when, or under. When, okay. we, when we finish the uh the series with Atlanta and then before we go to Milwaukee on Friday. So we're gonna talk about the Cubs a bunch this next couple of days on the audio. Oh yeah, you got yeah, yeah. shoot me shoot me some questions from a Sox fan how much you're enjoying the, the, the opening week. I'm just enjoying Cubs fans and how they've been. I, I started this last year with the whole jo how they were ready to just cut Joe Madden's head off and fire him and forget that he won the World Series two and a half years ago. Then last night happened, the Cubs lose eight nothing 
have six errors. Um, so I'm pulling up Madden on Twitter and I'm just refreshing and it's fire Joe Madden. Fire Joe Madden. Joe Madden drives me crazy. I fucking hate Joe Madden. Joe Madden has no idea what he's doing. It's like, yo, these people really act like they didn't win a World Series for 108 years and like this man didn't play a big part in bringing it to him. 100%. And I think it's crazy. More- let me tell you. Th- let me give you my opinion because this is what they're I talked. They're giving him the Quinville. Because I-, <laughs> I talked to because I talked to my guy Jay. I actually linked up with my guy Jay uh, Sports and Shoes TV. He's in the chat right now. What up, my guy? Uh, I talked to him today about some Cubs stuff and some Cubs content. We're going to be working Sports on Sports and Shoes TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's right. Jay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think Theo is ready to move on from dude. And I almost think that Theo didn't want to get him the help he needed to kind of have an excuse to move on from Joe Madden. You think he want, he wasted the entire – I mean, he didn't do shit this offseason. Listen, th- that's one theory. Then why not just fire him? Yeah, why not just fire him? Because I, I think he feels like it's, it would like, Why would you waste – or if you fire him, mid, you're, you're really going to waste the entire season. Yeah. So that's that's more of my, like, conspiracy theory thing. My conspiracy theory, my conspiracy theory take. Theory. <laughs> That's more of that of uh, my conspiracy theory take. Mm-hmm. But I honestly think another thing with that whole we don't have any money thing from Rickett. Rickett told Theo like, "Yo, don't come to my office looking for sixty, seventy million dollars. I'm not, I'm not giving it to you. I'm not giving it to you because there's no other reason that I can think of that we go into the season." And not add to our bullpen. With obvious holes. In the obvious Obvi- holes. Glaring holes. Glaring holes. Like back in the day when we needed a two-guard on the Bulls. <laughs> Keith Bogans. Keith Bogans. Like, we, it was obvious <laughs> that we needed bullpen help. Strope is hurt. Brandon Morrow's hurt. So, like, what are we doing here, right? It would be like going into... That would be like the Bears going into the season with Cody Parkey as the kicker. Right. That's that's kind of like what we did here with, with the Cubs. It was almost like a hope and pray that we can patch it up and it, it doesn't come to light, but it's come to light immediately. You know what I'm saying? Well, as of other things too with the, with the team. But um so do you think it it's a it's a it's it's philosophy? Like Madden's kind of like relaxed, like everything's going to be okay. Like, cause I was reading that, like, yo, this team needs a fire put under their ass, right? Like, they're very, very complacent, and they have been since they won the World Series, and they need a guy who's gonna be fiery and more rah rah. And Madden's not that guy; he's more of like the easy rider, like, oh, we're gonna pajama party and you know, shit like that. You yeah, think he wants like a guy I, who's like, yo, I know, I need someone who's gonna kick some ass. Yeah, I think he may. I think Theo might think, and I think a couple of Cubs fans do think that it's time for a new voice and that whole like. Zen, I don't like you guys. You guys do what you do, and I'll support you no matter what. And we'll have costume parties and all this other shit on road trips. <laughs> I think people, some people think that shit's old and washed, and that well, we need. Silly. It is now that they've won. It's like and they're older. It is. It would be silly. Yeah, it's silly. You know what I'm saying? He's starting to. He's starting to look like not a genius, but like a gimmicky in, in, in some people's eyes. So, do you think? And yeah, I mean, can yeah. you imagine 
if the Bears went into next season with Cody Parkey kicking. All right. That's what we did with the bullpen. Right. We don't know. We we needed help in the bullpen. Everyone knew we needed help. We needed help before we had injuries. Then we stroke went down, Morrow went down, and then we still don't add anyone. Yeah. It's like it's it's a little fishy, bro. So Do yeah. you have any hope for the Cubs this year? Is it too early? Uh, obviously it's early. But do you think that this is gonna get better? Or are you looking at a bad Cubs here? I'm leaning more towards a very mediocre Cubs year because I also don't think you Darvish is going to get right. We, I, I, He has done nothing to prove to me that he's going to be our guy. How did his first start go? He had seven walks. <laughs> so, you understand what How I mean? How much money they still him? A, a ton. <laughs> well, yeah, a hundred. Yeah, easy a hundred. I think he just, yeah, he signed for like 130 or something like that, I think. 160, something like that. Oh, man. So, you think Darvish is cooked? But, I, I mean, he's shown me no, no reason for me to have any faith in him. Kyle Hendricks' velocity's down. Mm-hmm. Six errors last night. So, I'm not worried about the offense. Our boys are like they're here. But, I don't know, man. People are mad that Madden's not giving Schwarber looks from lefties. It's a lot of stuff going on. Does Joe Madden make and it to the year? And it's really ugly that we have to go to Milwaukee before we get home. Yeah. We could easily get back to the crib two and seven. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Or one, you know, one and eight. We we'll, we'll win one, we'll win one game. I don't know. I, I'm hoping tomorrow night we bounce. But we got Lester going again. We we should win at least two games. But yeah. it's ugly that we have to go to Milwaukee before we get home, and Milwaukee's been home. Yeah. They've been home for they they started the season at home. They've yeah, they're been feeling home. good. So they're they're going to be feeling good. Yelich just hit four home runs and yeah, four yeah, games. yeah, yeah, yeah. So back. it's it, yeah, it's it is it's interesting. But yeah, we're going to talk a bunch about the Cubs. That's Cub. <laughs> That's Cub. In the next couple of days, uh, so be on the lookout for that. We got a lot of different stuff coming for the Cubs. Um, let's let's close it out and get out of here. We've been going for an hour and twenty five minutes, low key. Um. Let's get out of here on these Q and A. Shout out Drew Castillo, man. He's been locked in on the chat, bro. What up, bro? Um, I'll, I'll just, I'll just, I'm just gonna read these to you, and then we can, we can bounce them back and forth. Do you think we should draft for a running back with a third round pick since we traded Jordan Howard? Third round for running back is high. So nah. Unless you, I mean, there's a guy you really like, yeah, maybe. But again, I don't think it's no. Third round's not necessary. Third round's kind of necessary, yeah. Because you're not drafting a starting running back. You're drafting a second, third type option guy. So, yeah, no. Go. You know what? I, I, I kind of. I've been thinking about this. It's been it's been heavy on my heart. <laughs> my heart. I was thinking about the roster. I would love to get another another little corner. Yeah. To groom. Yeah. Prince is older. Yeah. You're gonna, and and he's, you don't, you're not going to want to pay him. And he's not stellar like that. Yeah, he's fine. He's, he's solid. a fine he's quarterback. Solid, he's a solid quarterback that'll play with you, especially when you have a really good when you have a really good defense. Prince of Makamamora does yeah. not Prince Makamamora <laughs> does not stand out for the wrong reasons. Yeah. So yeah. So nah, don't take don't use the third round Defensive pick for depth. a running back. Go get your best player. Yeah, yep. depth. Um, we got another question. Hold on. If the Bulls get the number one pick, would you move Laurie to center and Zion to PF? Or have a lineup of Levine, Porter, Zion, Laurie, Wendell. Zion would be the center. You're on that Zion at the five. 
I don't see it. I'm just bro. trying to figure out. He he can't until he becomes a good enough shooter. He's six four. I thought he was six six. No, bro. He's six three. He's like six three. Nah, six, I thought four. he was like six 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 nah, seven, dude. Zion Williams is not six four, bro. You're tripping. He's six six. Charles Barkley was six three. Oh, yeah, he's six six six. Yeah, Charles Barkley was six three. Um, it doesn't matter. He's six seven. They got him listed as six. They got listed. That means he's six five. Yeah, he means six three. But you know, um, <laughs> probably about my height. Um, yeah, I think until I was he can with six three. Until he's yeah, like six four and yeah, half, six five. Yeah, like until he can shoot well enough. Um, I think it's gonna be hard to put him on the perimeter in the NBA in the in the in the space crazy NBA. Yeah. Yeah, because if you put, I got because Lori's gonna stretch it. Yeah. You don't want you want his the least amount of bodies in the paint with him out on the floor yeah. with it, with the rock in his hand. Is exactly. Possible. So Lori and him is a great is a great put him at the five. Defensively, he'll be able to handle. He's strong enough to handle it. Yeah, and it's he, not like teams boy. are banging you. And it's he's not gonna run into a whole bunch of. Uh, crafty seven footers in the nba that are going to take advantage of his of the size difference right not too many teams are pounding with the paint like hell some trouble with the uh, zach randolph type players that always seem to give guys problems but like you know he's not gonna you know he'll be fine it's not the same nba where you got seven footers just getting 20 looks this a game. is gonna be one of the most interesting journeys we've but I think seen you figure it, but you figure it out you know it's he's such be, an interesting player it's gonna be it's gonna be so interesting because and he plays around the rim big. He be slapping yeah, boys. That's shit what off I'm the saying. Yeah. I think the everything. center is probably the best position for him. He ain't felt no. Uh, he ain't felt no. No Al Horford. Or you don't want to play him and Wendell together. He ain't felt no big boy yet, though. Yeah, so, like a real one. That's what I'm saying. He'll have problems with like if you ever listen to some of these guys, like oh, who's the hardest guy to guard? They'll always say some weird shit like oh, Al Jefferson. You know what I mean? Or like <laughs> Paul Millsap because those dudes are crafty big men who have all the moves. You know yeah. what I mean? It's never like, you know, the guys you would particularly think it is. It's like, yo, yeah, I, I had a rough time guarding Al Jefferson because he used to give me 20 every time. So he'll have a hard time with those guys. But, again, that's not where the game is right now. So, I mean, whatever. Let me ask you this. Yeah. If Zion Williamson ended up becoming Blake Griffin, how do you feel? Minus the injuries and all that, but just look Blake Griffin type career. Feel good. You're happy, right? Yeah, he's. I mean, Blake Griffin's a good player. Yeah. Multiple time All Star. Twenty three, eight, five. He's even like twenty five this year, but yeah. He's been going crazy been recently. Balling. Yeah, I I take that, and I don't, and I also, I mean, honestly, I don't think I don't know if that's a bad comparison. The type of player. Yeah, I mean, they both kind of. Blake learned how to shoot threes later on in life. He was a freak athlete when he first came in the league. Yeah great became a great playmaker yeah i think he's further along right now than blake was coming into the league so i think he'd become a better blake griffin yeah i mean blake yeah and, and a way better defender than blake griffin ever could imagine being that's the other thing the dude's motor is so out of control yeah. he want it looks like he wants to play d yeah you could tell if he was able to i think if he was able to get a little rest in that game he against Michigan gassed. State, he was tired, man. He was tired, but and he was still balling. Yeah. So yeah, it, he's an interesting dude, man. He's gonna be an animal. That's all we got, bro. Good questions. You got anything else? No, not really. No blue. Yeah. 
Go blue. <laughs> Go blue. <laughs> That's it for No Catch Up Chicago, man. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube if you don't already. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, the whole nine yards. I officially sold out of hoodies today, hey. which is fire. Um, I got to send those final ones out tomorrow morning. Um, appreciate the love on all that, man. Chicago Breeze Legends, that stuff will be coming in the spring. We got a lot of stuff coming, man. No catch up, Chicago. For Chicago, by Chicago. Lock in.